It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Monday edition of the podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well. Had a fantastic weekend. A lot to get to ahead on today's show. Live from Las Vegas, by the way. We're going to recap BYU men's basketball. They win on Friday, lose on Saturday, and have to sweat out an entire week riding that bubble when it comes to the NCAA tournament. We'll dig into that. We'll also talk about the women's basketball team they play in the West Coast Conference semifinals today. And of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News, including a little bit of a miniature controversy that emerged Saturday night with the men's basketball program and some supposed bad blood between the Cougars and the USF Dons. A whole lot to get to ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today, Locked On Cougars, by our friends at Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way that you play fantasy sports dozens of house-based games to play daily no sharks no funky props just your skill versus the lineups you choose sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on all right without further ado here on this monday let's dive on in this is the locked on cougars podcast for march 7th 2022 you are locked on cougars your daily podcast on the byu cougars part of the locked on podcast network your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. And more importantly, thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. We are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars as a result of that motto. And a huge thank you once again for downloading the show wherever you listen to it. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk a little BYU basketball off the top here. And BYU men's basketball, they are going to be riding the highs and lows of being on the bubble all week long. BYU, according to Joe Lunardi, who I still respect as the greatest bracketologist, he invented the whole term, bracketology, and he's breaking this thing down every minute of every day at this point. And he said going into that matchup for BYU men's basketball Saturday night after they took care of business against LMU on Friday that if the Cougars were to beat San Francisco, it would be a record of four bids for the West Coast Conference in his opinion. Well, the USF Dons did not cooperate with that and BYU loses that game. And I've got to say, I am here in Las Vegas. I'm live covering this for my station as well as kslsports.com and very grateful to my bosses for allowing me to be down here. Saturday was very stark in terms of its contrast against the performance on Friday night. And obviously the level of difficulty in terms of the opposition was starkly different. USF is very much looking like a team that is on their way to the NCAA tournament, whereas LMU, they're just playing out the string. And BYU shot so good Friday night. Guys like uh, Trevin Nell had a monster night, and it was acknowledged in the postgame that Trevin Nell apparently just likes playing in Vegas and playing at the Orleans Arena. But then Saturday night, he could not get anything going. Nobody could get anything going, really, outside of Fuseni Traore. I know that Alex Barcelo hit some shots, but he had a little bit of an off night by his own standards in that game against USF. And it just leaves BYU now at the mercy of how things are going to play out this week with all the other NCAA tournament, not the, the conference tournaments to come. 
I, like I said, I'll be covering the Pac-12, WAC, and the Mountain West tournaments here in Las Vegas, but they're ongoing throughout the country. And any team on the bubble right now, you are hoping that every one of these so-called lower uh, tournaments, the mid-major tournaments, you don't have any bid thieves from there. You don't want any of the, let's say, an ACC deal where a team gets hot in the ACC tournament and steals a bid there. BYU is going to get into the NCAA tournament by the literal skin of their teeth if they're going to make it. Now, you're probably wondering, well, Jake, what do you think? Do you think BYU makes it? I got to say, folks, I am not very high on BYU's chances, if I'm being honest with myself. I just don't see this being an NCAA tournament team. I watched USF play. I'm going to be out there watching St. Mary's and Gonzaga play tonight. And those are teams that are operating as a team that you would expect is going to the NCAA tournament to play. BYU has not looked that way since I would feel like... January, somewhere in that realm. I felt like they might have been turning a corner late in the season, but it just screams to me what I was seeing in the final couple of weeks of the season is BYU feasting on opposition like LMU, like Pepperdine, who are the dregs of the West Coast Conference this year. So BYU made themselves into a little bit of a paper tiger late in the season. And as such, they only have one quad one win uh, since the beginning of January, if I'm not mistaken. Because it was against USF there in San Francisco. They rallied late to win that game and now you're just hoping and praying that the NCAA tournament committee sees your record in the non-conference playing very good teams and they you hope that they have some mercy on you that's really what BYU is looking at right now and I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, I also think that BYU, the simple fact of the matter is they're going to be a very hard team to place. They traditionally are because they can only play in that Thursday-Saturday bracket because of their no-Sunday play issue. So the NCAA Tournament Committee will take that into a, a, into the equation of where to slot BYU if they do decide to slot them. And that could cost BYU an opportunity. They could potentially be playing a Tuesday playing game in Dayton, Ohio to advance to Thursday to advance to Saturday. They could play three games in a week if they even get into this tournament. Now, if BYU does find themselves bound for the NIT, I would guess they're likely a one seed as they will be one of those teams that's right there on the cusp of making the NCAA tournament. And that comes with one thing. If any team in the NCAA tournament has COVID issues that precludes them from playing, the four one seeds in the NIT are actually considered the replacement teams for those teams in the NCAA tournament. So BYU also as a one seed potentially could find themselves waiting to see how things shake out with regards to the NCAA tournament. But then again, you're just hoping and praying that you have some misfortune happen for another team for you to get into the tournament. It just, it doesn't seem like the stars are going to align to let BYU in, if I'm being honest with myself. But maybe they will shock me shock everybody, I think, honestly, and make the NCAA tournament field. We're all looking at that, is it 10 people? Is it 12 people? I don't recall exactly. The NCAA tournament selection committee, which Tom Homo once once upon a time sat on, they are the ultimate authority, and they will be selecting the teams to make the tournament. BYU is at their mercy, and I just don't think their body of work in the last couple of months is strong enough to get them in, but we'll have to wait and see. Another interesting part that came out of Saturday night, and I didn't anticipate spending uh, the majority of today's show talking about this, but a little bit of miniature controversy ignited uh, in the post-game comments from USF and BYU's response to them about that big dunk. Jamari Bouye, one of the star players for the Dons, had a monster two-handed jam on a fast break in the final seconds of that win over BYU, and I just thought it was him making a statement uh, with the win, etc., but well... 
apparently had a little more to do with BYU than we all thought. We'll examine that, play the comments for you guys, and try and uh, figure out what exactly, where the truth lies in all of this controversy here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is in full steam ahead mode, both in the pro and college hoop ranks. You all know that. But for all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, where the next fired coach might land, including futures props on football and the like, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. They've got you covered with hockey, boxing, UFC odds, and they can get you any other sport out there you might be interested. In. I mean that sincerely. So check it out. That's betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action available to you now. It's all online at betonline.net where the game starts. Today's Locked On Cougars podcast is brought to you in part by our friends over at Run Your Pool. March Madness is literally just days away, my friends. This time next week, we'll be breaking down the brackets. That means you need to start thinking now, if you haven't already, about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and we're going to be running our brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, which are both really fun in their own way, and they have options to edit score offer more intel to help you make your picks all the stuff you will not find at ESPN or CBS if you've got a business run your pool can help you make some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees or even gain new customers plus they offer full white glove customer support custom branding and one of the easiest three minute setups that you will ever find clearly we're a believer in run your pool because like I said we're running our brackets there ourselves there is no truer test than that we'll be able to report back on how it goes if you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize please join us at run runyourpool.com slash locked on that's runyourpool.com slash locked on and while you're there create your own pool for your family and friends enter the promo code pure madness at checkout for ten dollars off your custom pool all the rules and details will be available there that's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize and if you want to save that money on your own bracket use that promo code pure madness we look forward to seeing excuse me look forward to seeing and beating you out there with our friends at run your pool Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. Make sure you guys check out the Locked On Bracket Breakdown, which will be taking place this Sunday, March 14th, right here on the Locked On Podcast feed, as well as YouTube channel. Make sure you guys check out our college basketball experts, Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert, Lee Sterling. They'll give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup, and hopefully that will include BYU. Something you guys can use if you're going to do that Run Your Pool challenge with us here. Might help you guys out, so check that out. It'll be March 14th, the Locked On Bracket Breakdown. Breakdown. It'll be on the Locked On Podcast, Locked On, excuse me, Locked On Podcast channel, which is our overall Locked On channels, as well as this channel. I apologize. Locked On Cougars will also have that for you guys shortly after it goes live. And also check it out on YouTube if you want to watch it online as well. All right, let's talk a little bit about what happened uh, Saturday night. In the postgame press conference, USF head coach Todd Golden, who, man, he, I think he's in his early 30s. That dude could pass for a college student right now. And he's a very feisty individual. He's a great coach. He's going to have no shortage of options in terms of new jobs, it feels like, this upcoming offseason. But he and his star players, Jamari, Jamari Bouye as well as Khalil Shabazz, uh, took to the podium after their win over BYU and were happy and just having a great time. 
And then uh, the question was asked of Jamari Bouye about the dunk he had in the waning seconds of this game. It was a game that already was long decided, but he goes up and absolutely hammers home a two-handed jam, and I thought it was a pretty awesome dunk. I had no clue in the post-game press conference it was going to ignite the controversy that it, that it did, and I wrote about it. You can go to kslsports.com. I had a great piece I, I felt like I wrote about all this with all the comments from everybody involved, and we are going to let you hear those comments for yourself, and we're going to try and figure figure out what exactly is going on. So let's start off with the comment that ignited it all. It's the comment from Jamari Bouye in the post-game press conference. He was asked about the dunk and how uh, it came about, what the meaning behind it was, and here's what he had to say. Uh, Absolutely. I think it was kind of personal. You know, uh, we played at BYU. They kind of said some things, and the game didn't. It was a little chippy, and the game was just kind of physical and went kind of sideways in a little bit, but I think that was kind of personal, and uh, I just went for the dunk and played to the uh, end of the buzzer. Nobody got on you, right? No. Uh, I, I might have told him to go dunk it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Jamari Bouye, and then the final voice you heard was Todd Golden, USF head coach, saying that I encouraged him to go and dunk it. Well, that was uh, seen as a, I don't know, a showboat move by BYU fans, and the vibe I got from all of this is there is not a friendly feeling between these two teams. And according to Jamari Bouye, it stems from the game that BYU and USF played in Provo. He claims something was said, and obviously there was uh, apparently some bad blood that was carried on or a grudge that was carried on by Jamari Bouye and his uh, teammates after that game. And he wanted to make a statement and did so with that dunk. Well, later, uh, Todd Golden in that press conference, he was asked to clarify about his uh, role in saying, I encouraged him to dunk it. And he tried to walk some things back, but at the same time, I, man, I, I don't know what to make. So here you go. Here's Todd Golden talking about the incident in question. No, not why, why would you say that? No, just an exclamation point to a, a great game. You know, he had a run out fast break. Uh, they were still competing and we're going to, I have a lot of respect for coach Pope and his program. I think he's a great coach. I love it. The guys on his staff, uh, whether it be Nick, Chris, or Cody, I think they do a really good job. It's no bad blood. It's two really good programs competing at an insanely high level and that are going to play all 40 minutes of the game. I think I would expect them to do something similar. And so not bad blood, just to give my one of my guys an opportunity to go put an exclamation mark on a huge win for our program. One that's probably, uh, you know, one of the biggest wins in the last 35 years, because I think it secures our, our tournament bid. So now there's no bad blood between the two, according to Todd Golden. You heard Jay Drew, uh, that he asked the question about the supposed bad blood there. And you heard Golden try and tr- kind of walk things back in a way and say, well, no, it's all about us making the NCAA tournament. Okay, we get all that, Coach, and that's an exciting thing. It's only your second NCAA tournament berth, I think, since the 80s. So, yeah, that's very exciting for this program. But, man, there is something going on here because I got to say, Todd Golden, he seemed mighty salty throughout that entire press conference when pressed on stuff. And to credit to Jay Drew's credit, Jay asked that question, and Todd Golden stared him down pretty good after that. I'm not... I'm no expert in body language, but I don't think Todd Golden liked the questions about this. But when you step in and say, hey, I might have encouraged my player to go up and showboat and jam a ball, uh, you're going to have questions about that. So that brings us now to where Spencer Johnson and Mark Pope took the podium after BYU's loss. And I asked the question, you're going to hear it. Uh, I asked Spencer Johnson, let's get you the Q&A about the incident in question. I'll ask you this question, Spencer, but Jamari Bouye said that dunk at the end of the game was in response to something that was said in the game against them in Provo. Do you have any idea what 
that might have been in relation to? I don't know what that was about. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was. That's the Q&A I have with Spencer Johnson. And if you guys can go find the video, just look at Spencer Johnson. And it, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but I think he knows what happened, but he had no intention of sharing it. And he thought about it. Obviously, that's completely unedited. I did not edit any of these clips in any way, shape, or form. They are the full audio of the entire exchange of these things. And I got to say, I think Spencer Johnson has a little more of an idea what might have gone on that might have led to this incident. But then finally, let's get you the final piece of audio on this. And I think we'll uh, delve into what I think is the issue here momentarily. But let's get to Mark Pope. And Mark Pope was asked about the dunk if he saw it as a... I don't know, a classless move. I don't know how you describe it. Uh, a showboat, uh, a move that you don't make. It's unsportsmanlike. There you go. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, I know we use that in football a lot, but it also exists in all other sports. But here's Mark Pope on the matter. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, I mean, listen, two teams are playing as hard as they can, and and um, they won. And so, you know, I don't really don't have any comment on it. I mean, if, if we, if we, you know, if we don't want that to happen, we should win the game. So we got to play well enough and tough enough to win. And our guys did play tough enough. We just didn't quite play well enough. And so I think Mark Pope's comments are the right way. If you don't want that to happen, go win the game, plain and simple. But I, I think my overall takeaway from this is something or an incident occurred in Provo that Jamari Bouye, Khalil Shabazz, who was snickering the whole time up there, uh, something happened and they wanted to stick it to BYU and they had their opportunity to do that in the NCAA, in, not in the NCAA, man, I keep saying NCAA tournament, in the West Coast Conference tournament, the WCC tournament, and they got their payback and they were going to enjoy to the victor go to the spoils and they're going to make those comments. The victors write the story, write the history. Uh, I, man, I know it's probably turned off a lot of BYU fans to USF because I was inclined to root for this team, but I've got to say, I, I took a vibe, and this is again, I, I may come off as just Homer radio here. Let me be very blunt about that. But I got the vibe that USF is a program who has not won at a high level for some time. They're doing that, and they don't necessarily know how to conduct themselves. Is that uh, politically correct enough? I just don't think that they understand the comments they made and the impact they were going to have. And uh, my Twitter mentions after I tweeted out about this incident, I quoted it, etc. They've been a mess, and as they should be. There are fans from all over the West Coast Conference, Gonzaga fans. I think there was a Portland fan in there, USF fans hopping into the fray, BYU fans, obviously, uh, some Utah fans, obviously, having their say as well. I, man, I just... I. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think Todd Golden is going to learn from this. I hope Jamari Bouye, as well as Khalil Shabazz, who are both super seniors, they're guys who have played a long time in college hoops. I hope they learn from this incident. You, you don't necessarily want to go ruffling feathers. And I would imagine, I'm, I'm just saying this straight up front, there are going to be some BYU players, guys like Spencer Johnson, who are probably going to remember that incident against USF next year. Even if Bouye and Khalil Shabazz are not there next year, and even if Todd Golden, who I think is probably going to have no shortage of options with regards to uh, higher pay jobs and higher profile jobs this coming off season. I'm going to expect that BYU probably remembers that and they may not talk about it, but the next time these two teams get together, which will be the final uh, times BYU will play them as West Coast Conference members because BYU will be headed to the Big 12 after that. 
I would expect that maybe some BYU players will remember that dunk and try and, you know, have their uh, say on payback or whatever you will have it to be when these two teams score off once again. It's kind of an interesting thing. These are the type of incidents, by the way. If if BYU were going to be in the West Coast Conference longer term, these are the type of things where rivalries start to ignite. And I don't know if they have staying power in any way, shape, or form, especially considering USF. Like I said, I, I think that the players in question here, the coaches, all that stuff... Well, on the USF side, are absolutely going to be on the move potentially. I I look at this and I, I it could develop a little bit of a rivalry feel to it. But the problem is BYU is not long for the West Coast Conference, and like I said, the uh, people in question who were perpetrators and that's probably the wrong term, but the people who uh, did this, speaking of Bouye as well as Todd Golden, well, they may not be on the hill there in San Francisco next season. So. We'll see. I just found it very, very interesting. And yeah, if it were a longer term thing where BYU were going to stick in the West Coast Conference, this is the type of stuff that can start a little bit of a rivalry feel to it. But I just don't think it'll ultimately come to fruition that it will have that same feel. But I would imagine maybe that first matchup between the two next year in West Coast Conference play some BYU players may have a long memory and similar to Bouye, they may try and put a uh, exclamation point on that game next year as, you know, a little bit of a pushback on the Dons. All right. So there you go. My uh, breakdown of that. Uh, I hope you guys can take away from it. You guys can read into what you will. I'd love you, you guys that weigh in on this. Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can search out my Twitter handle and read all my mentions if you want. Jacob C. Hatch is that. Or feel free to email us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. All right. Coming up here in just a moment, we will read uh, cap the weekend in BYU sports. Go around all the other sports that were in action over the weekend, how they perform. We'll break it all down for you guys here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Stat Hero. They're back with us here. And of course, we all love March Madness and I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. I, I'll be honest, that's kind of true. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Hero's NCAA Pick'em Contest. And what that is, is Stat Hero's NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fist, uh, fix. Excuse me. The simple, sleek gameplay will also have you playing in just minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So check it out, my friends. It's a really, really cool format. I would encourage you guys to give it a shot. Sign up for free. You're there at free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn and use the promo code for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use the promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. Stat Hero.com slash locked on promo code locked on terms and conditions apply. 
Today's podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. These are the best tasting protein bars that I've ever had. I mean that sincerely. I'm here in Las Vegas and folks, the one thing I packed in my bag besides my clothing and everything, Built Bars. They're with me. I've got Built Puffs. I'm looking at them right now. I got some Cherry Barcias over there. I've got a Sweet Fire, which is actually a really, really good flavor. I've got some Banana Cream Puffs. They are the best tasting protein bars, as I mentioned, and I want you guys to give them a shot. Whether it's the regular Built Bars or these Puffs, which are a protein-infused marshmallow bar, I would encourage you guys to give them a try because I think they're absolutely phenomenal. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They are the best tasting protein bars that I've ever had. And I have had thousands of them in my, in my life. And every single one of them, it feels like outside of these ones, I needed a gallon of milk or water to wash them down. Also, more importantly, as Cougar fans, obviously you want to support BYU football. Well, a way you can do that with your pocketbook is to support our friends at Built Bar via their name, image, and likeness agreements they have with all the BYU football players. So get to built.com right now to place your order there. And while you're there, we're going to save you guys some coin yourself. Use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Enjoy the best tasting protein bars on the market and also support BYU football by supporting our friends at Built Bar. All right, before we go on this edition of Locked On Cougars, let's catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Let's start off with BYU football. Two things to pass along to Actually, three things. We'll start off with this. Congratulations to Nason Coleman from Chandler High School in Chandler, Arizona. Announced his commitment to BYU over the weekend. He is a late pickup in the most recent recruiting class, and he's a tight end, six foot two, six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds. So not necessarily the tallest guy out there, but plenty good as an athlete. I look at Nason Mason Coleman, and I don't necessarily know where he ultimately fits in in BYU's grand scheme, but he screams to me as a guy who could end up playing that Mason Wake type role. And what that means is that kind of that wingback role. If you've watched Mason play a lot, uh, he had suffered a torn ACL the fall before his junior season and then had a meniscus injury the following spring. So obviously a lot of schools are going to pass on you at that point. He totaled 50 receptions for 718 yards and 10 touchdowns for Chandler High School after those two knee injuries as a senior, so pretty healthy, and I think this will be a pretty decent pickup for BYU if he pans out, and hopefully his knee is not any uh, issue for him moving forward. Also on the BYU football front, their 2023 schedule continues to kind of take hold as BYU whittles things down as they will enter the Big 12, or expected to enter the Big 12 that season. Rice has announced their 2023 game as well as a return game in that series has been canceled as BYU is headed off to the Big 12. So BYU will not be playing the Owls during 2023. As I have said before, I would like to see BYU play three uh FBS opponents that season, one of those being Tennessee at home, the other one being a road game at Arkansas, and I'd sandwich like that UNLV game if you can afford it in the middle, but I also could see Southern Utah, not Southern Utah, is it Dixie State or Southern Utah? At least SUU, Southern Utah is on the schedule. I could see them playing that FCS game. We'll see how it all shakes out. Now, the final thing I want to pass along on the BYU football front is congratulations to Tyler Algier. Uh, he finished his participation in the NFL Combine over the weekend. He had pretty Pretty good size. 5'11", 224 pounds, 31 and a half inch arms, and 9 and 5 eighth inch hands. He ran a 4.6 second 40-yard 40 40 dash on Friday. Also recorded 33 inches on the vertical leap and 120 inches on the broad jump. Pretty good numbers, I think, and I think that actually will solidify him as a mid-round pick. Uh, he will obviously be continuing to work out in the lead-up to BYU's Pro Day at the end of this month. Hopefully, he can improve on some of those numbers, and maybe he just 
just sits on the numbers if he feels like they're good enough. The one number I was hoping to see him was to get sub 4-6 in his 40-yard dash. He may ultimately decide to run that again at BYU's Pro Day, but at the same time, 4-6 is not a bad number for an NFL running back. I know it sounds slow, but a lot of the great running backs that you probably are thinking of, they probably ran that 40 a little slower than you might imagine. There are guys who are absolute freaks. Let's be real about this. Guys who run the 4-4 range, that type of stuff. But for every one of those guys, there's five, six, seven other guys who are where Tyler Algier checked in. Running 4.6 seconds at 224 pounds, that's pretty darn impressive. So congratulations to Tyler Algier as he now moves on. All right, other things to note. Uh, BYU men's volleyball, their losing streak continued over the weekend. They lost both of their matches at USC losing Friday a 3-1 and then losing in straight sets 3-0 on Saturday. That makes their losing streak. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 straight matches. Ooh, ooh not pretty. Uh, but BYU will try to get back into the win column this coming weekend when they welcome Concordia University of Irvine to the Smith Fieldhouse. Matches both Friday and Saturday night at the Smith Fieldhouse on BYU TV where it will be televised and Hopefully, they can snap that nine-match losing streak. This has got to be the longest losing streak in BYU men's volleyball history. I, I don't have that information in front of me. I'm just guessing on that. Now, other things on more positive note, BYU softball defeated the University of California Berkeley 5-0 Saturday afternoon. They finished the week 4-0 at the San Diego Classic. The Cougars are now 13-4 overall on the season. A nice bounce back after a rough weekend the weekend before that. And BYU will now be traveled to Arizona for the ASU slash GCU. That's Arizona State and Grand Canyon Invitation. That takes place this coming weekend. They'll play five games against Arizona State, Rutgers, Grand Canyon, Ball State, and UMKC. Those will all be this Thursday through Saturday. We'll get you more updates on when those are expected to be played later on this week. Also, men's baseball finished out their home series against Milwaukee, Wisconsin with an 8-4 win on Friday. So they went 2-1 over the weekend. Now they have a huge weekend upcoming as Oklahoma State, a future Big 12 foe for the Cougars, comes to Miller Park. Those games scheduled for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 3 o'clock first pitches on Thursday and Friday, and then 1 o'clock first pitch on Saturday. Looking forward to that and hoping the weather will cooperate to get that series in because Oklahoma State is a really, really good program, and it's not insignificant that they are coming to Provo, and it would be fun to see BYU fans out there at Miller Park supporting the Cougars in action there. And now the final note is best of luck today. I'll be on hand to cover this. You can follow me on Twitter. Number 17 ranked BYU Women's Volleyball plays in the West Coast Conference semifinals today. A 1 o'clock tip at Mountain Time, noon Pacific Time here in Las Vegas. Very much looking forward to this game. The Cougars, they should take care of business. They're taking on the number 4 seed Portland, and BYU will play against the Pilots, which is the only team to have beaten the Cougars this year. The Pilots beat them 75-64 to at Portland on February 3rd. The game will be televised on BYU TV and also streamed on the WCC Network. Like I said, I'm looking Looking forward to seeing the Cougars in action. I think they are absolutely operating on all cylinders, and they should be on their way to the Pac-12 championship game, which is scheduled for 1 o'clock Pacific time on Tuesday, 2 o'clock Mountain time. 
We'll have full reaction for you guys on tomorrow's podcast of that game. Also coming up this week, I'm expecting to play it tomorrow, but we'll see how it all shakes out. I recorded a great conversation with BYU passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach Fessy Satake late last week before I left for Las Vegas. Going to get to that interview at some point this week, either today, or excuse me, not today, tomorrow or Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. It was really, really good to catch up with him. I love talking with Fessy, and I'll give you some good information, so we'll have more for you guys on that. That, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show. But a big thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you guys now to go make your second listen. Our friends over at the Locked On NFL Draft, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on all the college football prospects out there. They got a lot of reaction from the NFL Combine, obviously. You can get that free and available wherever you get your podcast. Alright, that'll do it for my first, I guess, official Locked On Cougars dispatch from the road here in Las Vegas. We will catch up with you guys tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 7th, 2022. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.